Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet, Cato... Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Girl in Peril. Extra, extra, breakfast extra. Betty Crocker cereal tray makes breakfast fun. Betty Crocker cereal tray makes breakfast fun. Yes, sir, the Betty Crocker cereal tray is really a breakfast extra. All in one handy carton that gives you all your top favorite cereals, Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. You can take your choice right at the table. You can have your own separate individual package. Wheaties one morning, Cheerios the next, and Kicks the next. It's fun, and you always open a fresh package. Try it. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Reed was responsible for the capture of Dryden and Gilpin, head men in the numbers racket. In our last Green Hornet adventure, Britt met and fought the racketeers in an evening battle at the home of the police commissioner. Fifteen minutes earlier, on that same evening, a car moved slowly past the commissioner's home. The two men in the machine were well-dressed and had the appearance of businessmen. They didn't look like members of the numbers racket. That's the commissioner's house. I'll drive slowly while you look and see if there's a light on the third floor. Yeah, there is a light up there, Al. Is that Dryden's room? Yeah. He said he'd leave the back door unlocked so he could walk right in. I don't see any cars around. Are we the only ones that are to see him tonight? All I know is that he and Gilpin will be there to give us our cut for the past week. Hey, Al. Take a look up there. Looks to me like that window's been smashed. Let me lean over and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's smashed. Don't get out. What are you going to do? We'll go down to the corner drugstore and telephone Dryden to make sure everything's okay. I haven't liked the setup since he cut in. He was smart enough to get a job as houseman, the home of the police commissioner. Put him on the inside of things so as he could tip us off when the law was going to raid one of our places. We did all right without Dryden. I don't like having a guy like that in town. He could be dangerous. Well, you know the situation, Al. We had to take him in. I'll park right behind that convertible. I'm going to the drugstore and telephone. We can thank the Daily Sentinel and those editorials for getting the police steamed up about our racket. Carsley, 
Speaking of the Sentinel, get a load of the license plate on that convertible right ahead of us. Oh, what about it? That car belongs to Britt Reed, the publisher of the Sentinel. Yeah? Well, what's he doing in this neighborhood? How do I know? Oh, I'd like to punch him in the nose for those stories he's written about us. He's probably in that drugstore. Why don't you go ahead and pop him? <laughs> don't crack wise. Yeah, I'll go with him. I want to get some cigarettes. <laughs> I wonder what Reed's doing in this part of the city. He and Higgins are pretty good friends. Maybe he came to call on the commissioner and found he wasn't home. I don't know. See anything of Reed? Oh, store's just about empty. Don't see anyone but that dame at the phone and bank. Something for you, gentlemen? Oh, uh, I want to get some cigarettes. Right there, sir, the machine. Oh, yes, I see. I want to use your telephone. You got a booth here? No, sir, just the phone on the ledge in the rear. It's being used right now. I'll wait. Come on, Karslake, we'll go back to the phone. Yeah, maybe that babe will hurry her call if she sees someone waiting. Yeah, well set up. Wonder what her face is like. Hey, maybe she's driving Reed's car. What? Could be. Police headquarters, yes. Hey, Coslake, get a load of that. Is this Commissioner Hagen's office? Well, this is Linda Travis of the Daily Sentinel. Hey, shut up, Linda. Listen, I want to hear this. Tell the commissioner to get to his home right away. Mr. Reed went there to accuse Dryden of beating the numbers racket and they're fighting. Tell the commissioner it's a matter of life and death. Gilpin's with Dryden. If Higgins gets there, they'll both be in a spot. I could call and warn him. Too late. The commissioner's already got word. He'll be here before we can move. Yes. We've got to take action somewhere else. Now, what do you mean? You'll see. All right, thank you. Oh, what? I didn't know anyone was here. It's all right, lady. You through that phone? Yes, I... I'm through. Come on, Carslake. We're going after her. Listen, Al, what are you going to do? Shut up and come along. Aren't you going to use the phone? No, I've got a better plan. Did you change your mind about phoning? What's it to you, sister? Miss Travis. You're getting into the wrong car. The wrong car? You're riding in the car and back. What are you talking about? Who are you? How do you know me? We happened to hear the phone call you just made. And, lady, that was a mistake. <gasps> a gun? Now, don't start anything or you'll be a dead tomato. <laughs> just get into that car and I won't have to use this gun. Where are you taking me? Get in there. You drive, Cosley. I'll get in on the other side. In you go, Linda. <laughs> if you think you can get away with an abduction like this, you're crazy. That phone call you just made is likely to blow our business sky high. You're in the numbers racket. That's right, sister. And you're going to be a hostage for the boys you just threw to the cops. Where are you taking me? You're going to meet a girl called Molly. You're going to be nice and cozy in an underground hideout. If the cops get our pals, I'll telephone Britt Reed and make a little proposition. Commissioner Higgins and a couple of picked men from police headquarters lost no time. With the siren wide open, they raced to the commissioner's home and hurried to the third floor where they found Britt Reed in a hand-to-hand struggle. Dryden and Gilpin were captured, and there was evidence in Dryden's room to prove that the pair were leaders of the numbers racket. Meanwhile, Linda Travis found herself in a dingy apartment next door to Gilpin's tailor shop. 
where she met the woman called Molly. What's the matter with you, Al? Have you lost your mind? Don't get lippy with me. But bringing this girl here, what are we going to do with her? Hang on to her. Not me, brother. Oh, yes, you, Molly. You're hurting me. We can keep her in that place that was fitted up downstairs. She can yell her head off if she wants to and no one can hear her. I'll not be there long. You'll be there as long as we want to keep you. Al, I don't like it. You don't have to like it. (laughs) Cops are going to get Dryden and Gilpin. I can't take any chances on those two. Well, if they're caught, it's their own funeral. Yeah, It is, unless they try to make it soft for themselves by telling the cops a few things. Then it's my funeral. But they can't prove anything against you, Al. They can prove plenty. Remember, I wasn't always in the numbers racket. And neither were you, Carsley. I know. Dryden still has a certain gun and some other evidence that'll tie us into the Limpy Ryan murder. Limpy Ryan? Al, I forgot all about that. Well, you hadn't better be forgetting. We've got to get Dryden out of the cops' hands or else. And that's why I brought this dame here. You've got an awful lot to say in front of her. Shut up. I know what I'm doing. Now, take her downstairs and see that she's comfortable. You go along, Cosley. Okay. How long are you going to keep her here? I don't know. She'll have to have food. That wouldn't be any problem if you were the right kind of a dame. Don't give me that, Al. Why should I wear myself out cooking? Well, you can fix up something here, can't you, Molly? No, I can't. I'll take care of the food. Stop beefing. I'll have it sent in from the beanery across the street. Where are you going now? Out. I'm going to watch for the next edition of the Sentinel and see what happens to Dryden and Gilpin. Keep it changed. Uh, thanks, mister. Set the light feet, Pepper. Read all about the numbers, Frankie. You have everything given away. Hello, Al. Hello. Cup of coffee? Not right now, George. Anyone in the phone booth? No, no one. How's things? Molly's sick. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry. It is serious. I hope not. She'll be all right in a day or so. But meanwhile, I'll have to have some meals sent over to the apartment for her. You know how Molly is about cooking. Sure, sure, I know. I fix up good meals. Okay, George. I'll see you later, Bottom. I've got to make a phone call. Got the number of Reed's apartment right here somewhere. Oh, yeah, here it is. I hope he's home. If he isn't, I'll have to try around until I locate him. At that very moment, Britt Reed was in his apartment. He had been calling Linda Travis, and he was worried because he couldn't locate the girl. Neither could he account for the fact that his car had been abandoned in front of the drugstore. Hello? Reed? Yes, speaking. Listen, and get this the first time because I'm not going to repeat it. Thanks to you, the cops have captured Dryden and Gilpin. But we've captured Linda Travis. She's going to be held until Dryden and Gilpin are free. And I mean free, not just out on bail. You'd better see that the charges against those two are dropped, or the girl's life won't be worth a dime. (laughs) 
Britt Reed was momentarily stunned by the news that Linda had been captured. Then he went into action. He telephoned his secretary, Lenore Case, Gunnigan, the city editor, and several other members of the staff of the Daily Sentinel. To each one, he said the same thing. There's an emergency. I want to meet you at the office just as soon as possible. And you'd better be prepared to stay the rest of the night. Suffering snakes, Reed. What are you going to do about Miss Travis? I'm going to find her, Axford, if it's humanly possible. Where's Cato? I sent him out to the kitchen to fix a pot of coffee before we start out. I'll tell him to put it in a thermos bottle and we'll take it with us. Right. And tell him to get my car out. I'll be ready as soon as I've called the police commissioner. I'll go tell Cato. That girl's got to be found no matter what it takes. This might be a case for the Green Hornet. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Hey, kids, no matter whether you're a husky farmer or a city slicker, you've never seen a slicker city than the model city that comes on the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Just listen to this. The ten separate boxes of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks in the Betty Crocker cereal tray, plus the cereal tray carton itself, are designed to make a true-to-life model city, complete with different style houses stores, and business buildings. Just cut out, assemble, and there's your model city. Besides the buildings, you also get cutouts of autos, fences, garages, and a lot more things. Just on one avenue in the model city, there's a big service station with gasoline pump. Next to it is an ice cream store with a dentist's office upstairs. Then there's a model city bank and a hotel with coffee shop and restaurant. All this plus different style houses. Everything complete, even storage sheds in back of buildings and awnings in front. All true to life in every detail. Easy to build, too. There's no pasting or gluing needed, and many slots are pre-cut. Best of all, different houses and stores come on different Betty Crocker cereal trays. Just think of the fun you can have cutting out and setting up your own model city. Ask your grocer for the Betty Crocker cereal tray. That's the handy cereal package with all three of your breakfast favorites. Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get yours now. Now back to our story. It was late at night, after midnight, in fact, when Brett Reed went to his office. Lenore Case, his secretary, Gunnigan, the city editor, and several of the crack reporters and columnists were on hand. In a few words, the young publisher told about the capture of Linda Travis and the price of her freedom. The police can't let those crooks go free. Of course not, Gunnigan. Even if they did, I doubt that it would help. If Linda has seen her captors, they'll not dare let her go. What about the police? I've talked to the commissioner. Axford has gone to get some pictures from the private files. Now, here's what I want you men to do. Go through our records and dig up all you can about every hoodlum in the city. Gunnigan, you prepare a list of the ones who might be involved in the numbers racket. Right. Here's Axford. Hey, Reed. Here's a lot of pictures of hoodlums from the police files. Give them to Gunnigan. I think Linda Travis was captured in or near a drugstore close to Higgins' home. Larry, you go to that store with a picture of Linda and pictures of known racketeers. See if the clerk can tell anything. Right. We can discard this picture of Limpy Ryan. He's been dead for some time. The cops are still looking for the man who killed him. I'll give the rest to Lowry so he can get started. Then get out the records. Ed Lowry set out for the all-night drugstore, and the city room became a beehive of activity. 
Records, clippings, and photographs were brought from dusty files. The information condensed and copies made. It was 2 o'clock in the morning when Gunnigan entered Britt Reed's office. How did Lowry make out? The clerk remembered Linda. She said the two men came into the store while Linda was phoning. They followed her out. Could she identify the men? Not from any pictures that Lowry had with him. I just sent him back there with another batch. Britt contacted the police commissioner to compare notes. Then he and Lenore Case studied data as it came from the city room. It was half an hour later when Gunnigan rushed in. Hey, Reed, I just heard from Lowry. What's the report? Is it good? The drug clerk identified the two men. Their names are Al Spinner and Joe Carthay. We've got to get the lowdown on those two. Send the leg men out to hit the night spots. Get all you can, but be careful. If we tip our hand, it might mean curtains for Linda. Britt Reed maintained a steady vigil through the long hours of the night while Miss Case stood by faithfully. One after another, his men called in. Time after time, the commissioner called, but there was no report but failure. No one seemed to know where Spinner and Carslake might be found. The morning was well advanced when the door of Britt Reed's office opened. A swarthy man with dark hair stood hesitantly in the opening. He held something wrapped in a newspaper. Mr. Reed can't see you, anyone. You, Mr. Reed? You the one I want to see. Look, fella. Wait, let me show you. I have plate from my restaurant. I run restaurant 14th Street. I sent breakfast across street this morning. It's big breakfast. Eggs and bacon and bottled ketchup. The dishes come back dirty and this plate, it's covered with ketchup. I hold beneath faucet, I rinse, then I see... Great Scott, it's Linda's writing. Yeah, there's writing on the plate. Well, what does it say? Take this to Mr. Reed of the Daily Sentinel and he'll give you $50. Just the other day in a restaurant, she showed how her ballpoint pen wrote on everything, including China. She wrote this, protected it with her clear nail polish, and covered it with ketchup. It'd say you give $50. You'll get 100 if you'll tell me where you delivered breakfast. He's right across the street from my restaurant and apartment house. He's a good fellow who lived there. He come often to my restaurant. Why did he have breakfast sent over this morning? His wife, she's sick. Yeah. Look at these two pictures. Do you recognize them? Oh, sure, sure. This is my friend, Al. He's the one who ordered breakfast. How we know that Linda's alive and where to find her. Miss Case, get the commissioner. We'll call at that apartment. It was that evening in Britt Reed's apartment. The young publisher's face was drawn with worry as he talked to his faithful valet. Will police not help, Mr. Britt? Well, the commissioner will do anything I suggest. He's had men watching the apartment all day. A tray of food was sent over from the restaurant at noon. Another one at dinner time. You think it for Miss Travis? Yeah, of course it is. Well, then you know she's still alive. She's still alive, but I know she'll be killed if there's any move against Al. Will you talk to him? Yes, when we went there this morning. Higgins pretended that Dryden had given him the name of Al and Carslake. He told the crooks it was just a routine questioning, but it didn't fool him. He didn't? No. Al dropped a couple of remarks that were calculated to be significant in case we suspected he held Linda. It made me understand she'd die if the police made a move. But what is to be done? I asked Higgins to hold everything until tomorrow to give me a chance. There must be some way the Hornet can act. Some way the police can't use. If we could just get everyone out of that apartment, I think... Kato, I have an idea. Oh, that could. Get the mask and gun while I get some things from the vault. I'll call the commissioner to let him know my plan. Get ready to travel. I've thought of a move for the Green Hornet. 
stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. <coughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. three-story apartment house was owned by the woman called Molly. The furtive tenants of the upper floors were the kind of people who neither asked nor answered questions. A basement room had been soundproofed and had often served as a prison for those whom Molly's friends wanted to hold captive. You see, honey, the boys helped me pay for this place, so I'm obligated to them. Yes, I see, Molly. But just between you and me and the gatepost, nothing could help you. You heard too much. You mean about Al and Coslake killing Limpy Ryan? Yeah. The boys wouldn't have talked so much in front of you if they'd intended to let you go. Then why don't they kill me and get it over with? Save themselves the trouble of bringing in food. They may have to show proof that you're alive to deal with Reed. But they can't deal with him. He won't deal. What's this? Hey, Molly. I smell smoke. The place upstairs is full of it. A fire. Hurry, Al. It's getting worse all the time. Get out of here. It's coming in here. The whole building's full of it. People upstairs are getting out. Some yap cooking. Not that. The place is on fire. Come on, get out. It'll go fast. Let's hurry. Not you. Get back there. Al, put the gun down. Shut up, Molly. Get out. But the girl. She stays here. You can't leave her to burn. She won't feel it. Get out, you hear? Hurry, Al. Molly, come on. Listen, Al. Give the girl a chance. A chance to send us to the chair. Joe, get Molly out of here. Come on, Molly, out you go. Please don't shoot her. Al, don't do it. Please, Al, don't shoot her. Sorry, it's got to be this way. Drop it, Al. What? You. The Green Hornet. Try this gas along with the smoke you're breathing. (coughs) That's the beginning. The end will come behind bars. You did get here. You you did fire. This way, Linda. You can't leave him there on the floor. He'll be burned alive. No, he won't. There's no fire. Come on with me. No fire. Just a lot of smoke from bombs that I tossed around the place. Oh, there. Molly and Carsley. Yes, I got them when they left your prison a minute ago. They'll stay unconscious till the police find them. Come on, down this hall. Oh, you, you know your way around. I scouted the building before I started the smoke shells. Oh, but why did you come as the Green Hornet? I didn't know who might see me. I couldn't choose these methods as Britt Reed. Besides, Linda, I was prepared to kill if necessary. Oh, this... Not much smoke here. Up these stairs. This is the back door. Cato's waiting over there in the Black Beauty. Now let's cross the alley to the side of that garage. You wait a couple of minutes and go to the front of the building. The police are on the way. Oh, I've a lot to tell the police. Alan Carsley killed a man named Limpy Ryan. Dryden has the evidence. That's why they let Dryden into the numbers racket. That's why they wanted to get him out of jail. They were afraid he'd squeal. Good. Give that information to the law, then write the story. Oh, how will I explain the Green Hornet being here? Tell the police I came to crack the Ryan murder because some of the gang tried to frame me for it. Saving you is merely incidental. Now I've got to get away before the police come. Oh, Britt. Just a minute. What? Listen to me. I'd, 
I've got to speak now. I, I'll write the story, but that's all. After that, I... Well, I, I thought I'd like newspaper work, but I can't take it. I, I'm going back to the West. Oh, but Linda... Oh, please, I, I've thought everything over, and I... I want to settle it now. Well, this isn't the time or place to talk about oh, that. I have more to say, and if... If I don't say it now, I... I may never be able to say it. I... I think you're grand. You're... You're a fine man. You... <laughs> Brit, I'll always keep your secret. You carry on as the Green Hornet. You're... Your father and I will be very proud when we read about what you've done. Linda, you're, you're just upset. I know what I'm saying. Now, get going. You, you can't let the hornet get all tangled up with a girl. That, go on, darn your smokes in my eyes. It makes me look like I'm crying. Why are you looking so glum? I keep thinking of Linda, leaving. You too? Well, I think the West is just fine for her. Oh, she had such a nice career started. Her story on the Ryan murder was a Lulu. I wonder why she left. You wouldn't understand. Neither would Britt Reed. No man would understand. And why not? Because you don't know what it's like. For a girl to care very, very much for a man who's not the marrying kind. Oh, golly. I didn't know she felt that way about me. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, Axford, what's the matter? You look dazed. He is. Gunnigan's looking for you. You'd better go to the city room. Yes, sir. Right away. He's thinking of Miss Travis. Oh, I understand. Uh-uh, you don't. <laughs> but, Mr. Reed, I, I'd like to speak about something. Yes? I've been around here for a long time, and I know the Sentinel policy. And, well, I'd like a chance to get into the field and cover a story. You, Miss Case? Yes. You haven't replaced Miss Travis. And can't I try for the job? Well, the game was too rough for Linda. The guy never knew. Huh? Uh, <laughs> it won't be too rough for me. Well, I, uh, I don't know. Please. All right, Miss Case. Oh. You'll get your chance. Oh, thanks. But just remember, whatever happens, you ask for it. <laughs> Step right up and take your choice. Yep, that's what you do at breakfast every single morning when you get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. That's the swell new cereal assortment, Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks in ten separate individual packages, all in one handy carton. Every morning you take your choice. Wheaties, Cheerios, or Kicks, all top favorites, all in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. And say, here's something more. 
Every Betty Crocker cereal tray has a valuable silverware coupon right on the outside of the carton. By saving these coupons, you can get a set of lovely Oneida community silverware in an amazingly short time and at unbelievably low cost. Start saving those valuable coupons now. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. <laughs> Wow, look at him go. He's the fastest ice skater in town. He's feeling his Cheerios. Yes, Cheerios, that energizing breakfast cereal made from oats. Good old-fashioned nourishing oats all ready to eat. Remember, for a breakfast cereal that really helps to build up strength, endurance, and energy, get Cheerios, that highly nutritious cereal with a wonderful fresh toasted oat flavor. The only cereal shaped like tiny, crisp, golden brown little donuts. Try it. For a better breakfast, always start with Cheerios. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. Tomorrow night, over the same station at the same time, the Lone Ranger justifies a small grandson's faith in his kindly old grandfather in another thrilling adventure of the Lone Ranger. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.